show today. There has been a fair bit of news uh, in the last few weeks and uh, months and even years uh, uh, with respect to the Alberta Energy Regulator and all sorts of problems uh, in terms of reporting uh, oil spills in uh, the tailings ponds or around the tailings ponds, uh, reporting accurately and transparently on the uh, uh, cleanup liabilities of oil and gas wells and tailing ponds across the province. And the Alberta Wilderness Association is uh, hosting a panel discussion this evening on reconsidering the Alberta Alberta Energy Regulator. I spoke yesterday with uh, that I spoke yesterday with Philip Meinzer, who is a conservation specialist with the AWA, about the panel discussion, which happens today at 6 p.m. Uh, you can attend in person and online. Here's the interview. I'm joined now by Philip Meinzer. He's a conservation specialist with the Alberta Wilderness Association. They're hosting a panel this evening at uh, 6 p.m. on reconsidering the Alberta Energy Regulator. And he joins me now uh, from Calgary. Uh, hi, Philip. How are you doing? Hey, Peter. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks for uh, great to have you on the show. Um, well, for those who maybe aren't as familiar, there's been a lot of um, a talk in the news lately about the Alberta Energy Regulator. But uh, what is the the supposed role of the AER in in the province? Yeah, so the Alberta Energy Regulator um, is Alberta's sort of um, body that oversees um, energy projects. So you, you know, broadly uh, conventional oil and gas, as well as the oil sands. Um, they've also recently sort of taken on um, minerals mining. So there's a push for sort of um, different renewables, like as with the sort of broader global push for electrification for batteries and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I believe the Alberta Energy Regulator is also going to be responsible for for stuff related to to carbon capture. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a pretty broad role, I guess. Um, what are some of the concerns today about how they're operating? Sure. Yeah, I think we're in a bit of a period right now where the the Alberta Energy Regulator or the AER um, has been under some sort of public scrutiny for for various reasons. So I'd say over the past year, it was about a year ago, kind of February ish, that we heard about the the incidents at Imperial's Curl Mine. So there was a a spill, as well as news actually about the the tailings pond there had been leaking for, you know, nine months and possibly longer. Um, and and so, you know, there was this uh, kind of news push um, when when all that happened and came out, you know, they, they hadn't informed um, Indigenous communities that are sort of, uh, you know, nearby the Coral Mine site, say the traditional territories of the Indigenous communities. Um, in the area, they hadn't informed them for, you know, at least at least nine months about this about this spill or this leak. Um, and then following that, there were, you know, parliamentary committee hearings in Ottawa where the CEO of uh, of the Alberta Energy Regulator sort of appeared in front of Parliament. Um, there was also this independent review report that came out. So the AER commissioned a review of how it handled 
its response to that situation. And that independent review um, said actually that the AER didn't break any of its own internal policies. And so, you know, if you're if you're the you know regulatory body in the province and you have this spill that happens and you don't tell, you know, impacted indigenous communities or potentially impacted indigenous communities for for nine months, and you're found to be like, you know, totally in the clear to do that. I think that raises questions about the AER's own sort of internal workings and policies. Um, so, you know, that was one one recent bit of news. Um, then AWA, so Alberta Wilderness Association, where I work, um, we had been sort of dealing with the AER with regards to this planned expansion of a Suncor mine into this wetland area called the McClelland Lake Wetland Complex. Um, we we reviewed Suncor's plan to expand into the wetland complex. And as part of that review, you know, we saw a number of alarming concerns um, that showed that Suncor's plan kind of risked harming a portion of the wetland that they were supposed to sort of protect as part of this plan. Anyways, we submitted our evidence to the AER and, and the AER decided, you know, that they weren't going to reconsider their approval. So that project has, you know, permission to proceed and that expansion is supposed to start in 2025. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole host of other things. You know, there's the news last week about uh, oil sands emissions being 6,000% higher than being reported, uh, which is a huge number. You know, it was bigger than, you know, the oil sands were, were bigger than mega cities like Los Angeles in terms of emissions. Then there's the issue of reclamation. So, um, you know, we have programs that exist to collect money from these oil sands operators or just conventional oil and gas operators to cover the cost for cleanup and reclamation eventually. But let's take the oil sands as an example. We have, it's called the Mine Financial Security Program. And it's it's supposed to collect money to set aside for for eventual reclamation. Um, But it's been structured in such a way that it it doesn't actually effectively collect much money at all. And we, we saw recent news that since 2010, um, we the Alberta's only collected 71 cents towards uh, cleanup costs that are estimated to be somewhere between uh, 47 billion and 130 billion dollars. So that's not 71 cents total. That's 71 cents over that period. So since 2010, there is around 900 million. So just under a billion. That's that is in this pool. But that's supposed we're supposed to be collecting more money. Uh, you know, as we as we move on in time, and and that 900 million is sitting there. But like that 900 million is nothing when your cleanup cost is at least 47 billion. So <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's a whole there's a whole host of reasons why. Uh, there, there are sort of concerns around how the AER is operating, right? And and I think uh, some of this, is, like you mentioned, is is more recent, but a lot of this goes way back. Is there a sense that um, anything's really improved, or or these are just all of the same problems compounding o- over time? Yeah, I think it's more of things compounding over time. Like, let's take this program. It's called the Mine Financial Security Program. This is what's supposed to, you know, be collecting money from operators to cover eventual cleanup costs. And it was it was put in place in 2011 um, to start recouping some of this money um, just in case, um, you know, companies go go bankrupt or, or decide to sell out and, and aren't able to cover their sort of cleanup. They're called liabilities. So, um, yeah, this this program was started to collect that money, but it, it functionally has collected, you know, nothing like less than a dollar in 10 years. And before that, there was no program. So 
it's I may I don't know if it's better than having no program at all that we've collected 71 cents in the last decade. But um, you know, given given sort of this recent news about spills, about like underreporting emissions, you know, new mines being approved when we're going through sort of like the hottest year on record, uh, like worst wildfire season on record, a water crisis. It's sort of uh, there's just seems to be more and more examples of the Alberta Energy Regulator car- kind of just pushing through these projects or permitting these projects um, without sort of thinking about public interest or the ecosystems we rely on or the impacts to Indigenous communities. So it's, you know, it's it's not a new problem, but um, there's definitely sort of like heightened um, heightened awareness of these issues, it seems right now. And for those just tuning in, we're chatting with Philip Meinzer with the Alberta Wilderness Association. They're hosting a panel discussion on reconsidering the Alberta Energy Regulator this evening at 6 p.m. And uh, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about who you've put together, who you've assembled for this this panel? Yeah, for sure. So the, the intent of this panel was really um, we... AWA uh, wanted to bring together sort of a, a group of, of voices from from different perspectives from across the province. So, you know, I was just talking about all these various issues and concerns that have kind of come up with the AER. So groups or individuals or um, Indigenous representatives who, um, you know, have been impacted by decisions related to the AER, um, any of these sort of incidents just to try and get people like under one roof and to start having these discussions about, you know, what are our shared concerns, um, you know, using AWA as a platform to maybe educate the public a bit on how, on, on what's going on, like what's actually happening in our province um, so that they can sort of understand the scope of the problem and, and maybe hopefully work towards ideas that um, could help move things in a positive direction. So yeah, we're, we're hosting this, this town hall discussion tonight. We have six, um, panelists from various groups. We have um, Joe Vipond, who's representing the Calgary Climate Hub, as well as the as CAPE, so the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. Um, we have Natalie Odd, who's from the Alberta Environmental Network. Uh, Mark Doran, who represents uh, a group called the Polluter Pay Federation, so it's kind of like a concerned landowners group. We have Jesse Cardinal, who is from Keepers of the Water, an indigenous sort of water, uh, water-based water organization. Um, we also have uh, Sean Fluker, who's from the, the University of Calgary. He's a, like a legal academic. And, uh, and he's also you know, been involved in publishing some of these recent papers um, to do with um, the, you know, our inability to sort of collect money for reclamation. And I'm... Uh, I'm blanking here on my number six. One second, let me check my list. Sorry, right, it's uh... Kevin Timoney. Yes, yeah, Kevin. Sorry, yeah, Kevin. So Kevin Timoney, he uh, he's an ecologist from Alberta, and he's also um, written a book that came out a few years ago. Um, incredibly informative book, just showing. Um, it's called Hidden Scourge, and it was sort of looking at the extent of either unreported or underreported um, spills from the fossil fuel industry across Alberta, Saskatchewan, and I think even down into the States, so sort of like Montana. Yeah. There's a sense maybe that this provincial government doesn't really listen to anyone unless they're wearing like a hard hat and steel toe boots and work in the fossil fuel industry. Uh, Why is it important to still have these discussions? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, Alberta um, has, you know, been a, an energy province for as long as I, I've been alive and since before then. And uh, I think it's always important to recognize, um, you know, the the folks who work in this industry, this isn't, you know, meant to be uh, sort of an attack on actual sort of like workers that are in the, the fossil fuel industry. We understand people have to support themselves and their families. It's more kind of long-term thinking how how we can move Alberta in a more sustainable direction and provide jobs um, that aren't sort of fueling the the climate crisis. Like uh, we we want to see a just transition for workers where where workers are sort of trained or reskilled into renewables or or other fields that can sort of slowly wean Alberta off of this um, this reliance on sort of a single industry. So yeah, it's tough it's tough when you have a political environment that seems sort of um, like diametrically opposed. To kind of the broader broader global trends, but um, you know we we want to have these discussions. Part of the reason of having like hosting this event is that um, yeah, if we can get more Calgarians to understand the scope of the problem and realize that the sooner we address it, maybe the less harmful it's going to be. You know, if we if we can sort of transition slowly, it's going to be better than when it's sort of forced from above and it's abrupt. Like I, I don't think any of these uh, energy companies are foolish enough to not see sort of the the trends around the world. And so they're going to stay here as long as they can to, well, it's profitable for them, but they'll, they'll take off one day. There's nothing, there's nothing keeping them here. And if we're not prepared, like if we haven't started the shift before then it's, uh, it's going to be even worse. So um, yeah, we don't want to see that happen. We don't want to see sort of communities suffer and mass layoffs and that kind of thing. So it's, um, yeah, I guess it's it's a hard one to answer. If there's no, if there's a lack of political will, maybe maybe it takes a bit of um, public outrage and sort of like a, a more of a mass movement to create that political will. So I understand uh, people that this uh, panel is open to the public and you can attend in person and and both online. Can you uh, share details on that? Yeah, there's a registration link on AWA's website. We are close to, I think, we're getting close to capacity for in-person. We don't have a very small meeting space, but uh, I believe there's still room to register to participate. For You can you can just watch in virtually online via Zoom. So, um, yeah, there's an events page if you go to um, Alberta Wilderness Association's website. Well, thanks so much for your time, Philip. Yeah, no, thanks for having us on, uh, Peter. It's uh, always a pleasure. Once again, that was Philip Meinzer with the Alberta Wilderness Association, the AWA. He's a conservation specialist there. You can go to albertawilderness.ca and find out about the event happening at 6 p.m. tonight, both in person and streaming online.